If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. I'm here today with Karen Peterson. Thank you, Karen, for being here. I reached out to you because you have served on the city council and you're serving now in the House in the state legislature. And I wanted to just kind of ask you questions and get to know you better and find out how it all works between cities and state. And Yes, well, thanks for having me. It's fun to always visit. Well, I really appreciate you being here and taking out some time from your day to get to know you a little bit better. Um, first of all, I kind of wanted just to, to ask you about your journey. I, I know that you started out on council. How long did you serve? I served two terms on the Clinton City Council. And why did you decide to do that? Yeah, so um, a number of years ago, um, our city was going through a general plan process, right? So they wanted lots of citizen input, you know, what do we want our community to look like 20 years from now? And I'd done some volunteer work at the city, so they asked me to be on their stakeholders committee. Um, I ended up chairing it, and it lasted about a year. And we finished up right at the week um, of uh, filing for city council. And so um, I kept thinking about all these people who had given input on our city's general plan and had talked about who they wanted our community to be. And I didn't want that work to be forgotten, to just put on a shelf and thanks for your input, but we're going to do our thing. I I just felt really strongly that, you know, people had been engaged and I wanted their, to continue to have their voices heard. So I actually wasn't planning on running. I made a lot of phone calls the week of filing and encouraged a lot of people to file. And um, everyone I called said, I can't right now with my job or um, I have other responsibilities that, you know, make it so I can't go to city council meetings. And, and on the very last day of filing, I turned to my husband and said, I guess it's me. Really? So I filed at four o'clock on Friday, the last day of filing, and then went home and thought I was going to throw up. Oh, good <laughs> for you. I couldn't believe I did that, you know. Um, but I did feel passionately about, you know, making sure that the voices of our people, you know, that, that carried on, mm-hmm. that the vision that they had really came to fruition in our community. And so so I ran and six people filed uh, for two seats. So really? It was, so it was, was busy. Yes, it was quite the election. Um, but I ended up, you know, winning, winning. And, and then serving uh, two terms. What, uh, this was your first campaign, right? Yes, that no was my experience. first campaign. So how, yeah. how was it for you? Um, you know, it's a lot of learning. Anytime you do a campaign, you know, just thinking about like, how many signs do I need? And mm-hmm. who designs my signs? What should they look like? Um, what's my message? What What are the things I want people to know about me uh, personally? And then it was a lot of just knocking on doors, right? Um, talking to people on their doorsteps and having them tell me, you know, what do you love about our community? What can change? What can we do better? Um, how can I help make that happen? And I learned a lot. I learned a lot talking to people in our community. Did you have a campaign manager or advisors no. or friends that were no. in the know? Yeah, with city council. So I probably spent $400. That's it on your signs? Uh-huh. But pretty much you. my signs. And then I did, you know, a door hanger. And that was really? it. Um, and then 
we just worked, my husband and I, and then we had lots of people volunteer, you know, that would deliver door hangers for us or take different neighborhoods, those kind of things. Um, But we just kind of did it ourselves on this little budget and um, worked super hard. That is impressive. Yeah. $400. (laughs) Yeah. We have a council member that ran for council when I ran for mayor and she did it on a really small budget too. And it was the hard work. Yeah. She knocked on a lot of doors. And talk to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that resonates with people. It does. Yeah, I remember, I, I've told this story often, but, you know, knocking on doors. I, I knocked on one gentleman's door, and he um, he proceeded to pretty much yell at me for 10 to 15 minutes about things he didn't like and about, you know, it asked me my opinion on something. I'd share it, and he would disagree. <laughs> yell, yell, yell. And he just yelled and yelled. And finally, I, I said, you know, you know, I thank you so much for your time. The election's this day. I hope you'll go vote. I, I might not be your candidate, but I, I do still hope you'll participate. And I turned around and I was walking down the stairs and he goes, you stop right there. And so I turned back around and he said, I'm voting for you. No one has ever come and stood on my porch and really? listened to me. And um, it was a huge lesson to me that people want to be heard. Mm-hmm. And even if they disagree, they appreciate your um, being forthright, telling you people where you are, being willing to learn, being willing to open, and just being willing to listen to what their concerns are. It's a really good message. I had the same experience happen where people were asking me questions, and I thought for sure I'd lost their votes. And then they would say something you know, like, I'm voting for you. Or I'd see them later and they'd say, oh, by the way, I voted for you. And and I thought that they hated me. Yeah. And so, and it's taking the time. And that's what I was told too, is at least you took the time to, to talk to me and you were kind and respectful. And when I've called school board members, for example, in behalf of constituents, just as a resident, knowing full well that they they don't agree with what I'm suggesting, those that have messaged or called me back or texted me back or at least had a phone call are the people that I remember mm-hmm. and had my respect, even though we had differing opinions. Right. And so it's been it's a it's it's a good remem- reminder. Yeah. To remember that it's okay if people disagree. Yeah. I mean, they still come, might support you. Yeah. Different perspectives and different backgrounds, and so you're not. Um, even in representing people, you can't make everyone happy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just because people generally don't agree that are your constituents. So uh, it's good to know that the I think the most important thing in, in public service is that listening, being willing to um, to learn, um, and then you know doing doing best by as many people as you can and what's best for your community. Yeah, I agree. Well, you went from uh, council for eight years, mm-hmm. and then you went to the state. Were you encouraged to run for it? Was it an open seat? How was that process? So um, it was kind of wild. You know, I thought at some point I might be interested in running for the legislature. I didn't anticipate, you know, running when I did. Um, But uh, Paul Ray represented my district for a number of years, 20 years. He was the representative for my area. He got a new job with the state. And so he had to uh, resign from the legislature. So uh, a number of people were interested in the seat. He called me. I think he talked to a few others that might be good. Uh, he thought might be good. And um, he encouraged me to think about it. Uh, I was working at the time for the governor, which meant if I ran and won, I would also lose my job. So it was that's a big decision. It was a big decision. And I had to make it in about 24 hours because they were going to hold a special election uh, in two weeks from when he resigned because it was right before Christmas. Who votes in that special election? So in a special election, it's the county. In my in my uh, seat was the county delegates because my seat is all within Davis County. 
So it's the county delegates. So there were about 75 of them. This is why it's important to be a county delegate. Um, And uh, five people filed for the seat. And we ran two-week campaigns, which were incredibly intense. Fast and furious. Right. Which was a lot of um, the same as like I talked about is a lot of sitting people on people's couches and talking to them about what they care about, what was important to them, um, how if I won, how I could best represent our community, what things were on their minds. Um, and and so the Saturday before Christmas this last year, there was a special election at West Point and the 75 delegates came the Saturday before Christmas, Did bless they? their hearts. And um, we all gave our speeches and then um, I won. Good for you. Yeah. that That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. It's a it lot is. of pressure. And so... You would only have to quit your job if you'd won. So yes. you didn't have to resign immediately. Yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. helpful. It was helpful, yes. At least to, to uh-huh. know that you had that backup plan. Yes. Of course, no one runs wanting to lose, but... Right, exactly. Yeah, I never really thought I was a competitive person. I'm, I was always the person that, like, when I play games with my kids, would cheat so my kids would win or, you know, just so... Peacemaker. Was like, yeah, right? Yeah. But when I ran for office, I realized I was competitive. Like, I, I have always run to win. Me, yeah. me too. Me too. <laughs> well, and even watching some of the elections, I've had people ask me, well, they know that they're not going to win. So why are they even trying? And I'm thinking, I don't know. I would never run if I didn't really hope to win. Right. And I think most people are like that. Yeah. I I, I really respect the people that feel like I'm going to put my name in because people need choices, you know, and and um, I, I think that is important. But I think that would be hard for me to do. Me too. I, yeah. I don't think I would do it. Yeah. Actually. Just out of the goodness of my heart to to make the process good for everybody else, I guess. I'd I'd want to run to win. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Was that at the, that was kind of at the encouragement then. You had the incumbent encouraging you Mm -hmm. to to put your, did you have to do a lot of banner? You didn't have time, did you? It was mostly just face-to-face conversations, I would guess. It was face-to-face conversations, yes, with the delegates. I mean, so some materials, you know. Um, that you could leave with people, so information you about okay. yourself, a little website, um, those kind of things. So that this time I did hire, you know, a consultant to kind of help me put all those things together, especially because the turnaround was so tight, you know, knowing people that could get your printing done that quick and get your um, materials and your website up. You, it was just such a tight turnaround that having people with those resources, it makes you know, a difference, doesn't it? It made a huge difference. Yeah. You are new then. Yes. Very new. Just in terms of how many months? So I was sworn in 10 days before the session started in January. Okay. Yeah. That's baptism by fire. It was, yes. Uh-huh. How how do you jump in then at that point? Being from city council, now the session's starting, and you're just, you're there. Yeah. Is there any type of training or? There, there isn't really a lot of training, but um, I will say, so professionally, what I did for Governor Cox was I was the legislative affairs director. Oh, that's so right. I had a lot of experience so you had, yeah, with you the legislature. Right. And I had already worked on probably 20 or 30 different bills with legislators that had reached out. You know, we're working with the administration on different pieces of legislation. So um, I had already, you know, we met regularly with the speaker and the president. Um, so I knew what kind of things were on the legislature's mind um, and, and felt like that gave me a a really good leg up and coming in that late. I think it would be very difficult if you didn't have that background. It would be, wouldn't in. it? Yes. Uh-huh. And then a number of people reached out about just really small, um, like legislative tweaks or fixes that they thought um, would be helpful. So I ended up running four bills and getting all four of them passed. Uh, I didn't even know if I'd be able impressive. to get stuff drafted. I mean, because you're just so late to, mm-hmm. to getting um, things done. And 
but I really wanted to run a few pieces of legislation just to experience it from the side of a legislator, to understand the process of, you know, what do I need to prepare to be in a committee? What do I need to do um, so people understand my issue? Who are the stakeholders that are going to start to reach out? How, do, mm-hmm. how does this process work from this angle or this position? Um, I felt like I, I wanted to learn that this first year. And so so I did. I ran, you know, the four bills and then one um it's called an RFA, a request for appropriation, um, that also was funded. So, congratulations! That's Thanks. great. Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's really great, while. and the fact that you you had worked up there, I'm sure, helped immensely. It made a huge difference, and I, mean, I knew so many of the staff mm-hmm. members, and um, yeah, and I knew pretty much everyone in the legislature. So that was nice. Too. So you already had relationships established, mm-hmm. which is huge. It is coming Politics from is so much relationships. It, it is. It's yes. completely relationship based, and who you know, and who knows you, and Right. Who trusts you? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really good. One of your reasons then, what was your way, I guess, for running for the state? Yeah. So a couple of things. Um, first of all, I felt like um, there's not enough people in the legislature that have served in uh, city government. I, city, um, local government is such a good learning and proving ground for people um, to learn how to think critically about issues, to think, learn about which issues do we push and which ones do we not? What's the timing on these things? I, you know, there's so many things um, that you learn in local government. And I would say local government focuses on essential services, which is really, for me, the role of government is to focus on essential services. And you learn so much about those things because cities are really provide so many of those essential services, right? So um, I felt like there were not necessarily enough people in the legislature who had had that experience or exposure, and and that was kind of missing. Um, And so I thought I could bring that. Um, Over the years, I've encouraged a lot of Republican women to think about running. Um, You know, right now we have 10 Republican women, um, which is great, but- On on the House side? um, So there's, yes, 11 of us total. Mm-hmm, with uh, Senator Milner. So um, I felt like, you know, a few more Republican women would be Absolutely. probably pretty good, right? Um, so I, I kind of felt like I might be a hypocrite if there was an opportunity and after all these years of encouraging other women to jump in. And then, you know, um, just lots of life experiences that have led me to think that sometimes, you know, the timing is not what you anticipated, but these opportunities come and you just have to jump. You know, you have to say, if I ever want to do this, then I guess today is the day I'm doing it. Um, And so uh, that was kind of the other, you know, the third reason is you you never know, like, what life brings. And so sometimes you just jump in and you take opportunities that the timing is not ideal uh, (laughs) or what you anticipated and you didn't have a lot of time to prepare, but you just do it. It, and, And the best things happen. Yeah. Right. When you just take advantage of opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's true. I think that so many, you know, life is never as we plan. No. It's always got twists and turns. And I have found also that they've been exciting. Yeah. Initially a little scary, probably. <laughs> yeah. But they turn out to be really positive. Mm-hmm. It's great. I think that we do need more voices at the table. And I've read statistics and studies that they've um, put out about women in public office. And I, I just think that, so I've, I've mostly worked in male-dominated fields. I worked in development for years, and now we do, we're in aerospace and IT, and it's very male-dominated. And so I'm used to working with men, and mm-hmm. I think men are fantastic. <laughs> and I also think that women bring a perspective that enhances the conversation yeah. because we have a different way of looking at things, mm-hmm. and people from different backgrounds as well. And it's good to see that. And I, I really appreciate the fact that 
women are willing to step forward and do it. I think that I have read studies where they've said, I think it takes women, gosh, a woman can look at a requirements list and think, oh, I don't even hit 50%. So, you know, I'm not trying or, or we expect to hit 90%, right. I guess. And, and men traditionally will say, oh, I'm 50%. I've got it kind of thing. Yeah. Just thinking that we, if we're not 100% qualified in our minds, we shouldn't try. And I and think, we should. too, so often women have really phenomenal experience, but it's not the traditional professional experience. And so they kind of discredit that experience, right? But the things you learn uh, serving on the PTA and being on this, your school community council and serving in your church or all of these things, like they teach you really good and important skills. And um, they're skills that are really applicable to public service. Right. Um, so I some, sometimes think that we cut ourselves short because our resume doesn't look the same, um, but it doesn't mean we're not capable. I agree with that. In fact, one of my biggest beefs in terms of campaigns and stuff is that oftentimes I've seen men list some of their church positions and accomplishments. And it's great that they've got those. Yeah. But they've listed them as credentials and women don't. And mm -hmm. I so I think that we do oftentimes not realize how how valuable we are and how skilled and how prepared we are for leadership yeah because we don't we don't list those things mm -hmm. as um part of our resume of of things that make us qualified right and right. we should we should realize that we are just as capable mm -hmm. and it might look differently like you said yeah unpaid work is still work it true right it is and the volunteerism yes. is is incredible mm -hmm. and the skills that people have and so yeah. i'm really excited about um lieutenant governor's initiative for is it called Return to Work? Or? Yeah. Uh -huh. I really love that program. Yes. The internship pro program and, and the encouragement for, for people that have maybe been traditionally staying at home and not having a paid position, helping them to see the value that they have. Yeah. No, I was home with my kids for 10 years. That was important to me. I wanted to do that, right? So, you know, when I had my first one until my last one went to kindergarten, I was home with them. I, you know, I took a couple contracts over the years, did a little bit of consulting here and there. But but for, by and large, I was home with my kids, and I value that I was able to do that. That was important to me. Um, but, you know, reentering the workforce, I was grateful for the opportunities like the return to work. Um, you know, I went and got my master's degree. Um as I was, you know, kind of reentering, and that helped me. Um, any ways that we can help, I think, women reduce the risk for them to be able to provide, you know, the, what their families need when they need it, but then also get them back in professionally when they're ready. Um, I think that's that's the, probably the best space I think we can work in right now is is kind of reducing the risk for women to take time for their families when they need to. You know, maybe it's not kids, maybe it's aging parents or those types of things. You know, but then be able to get them back into the workforce when they're ready. I agree. Absolutely agree with everything you've said. I was going to ask you about the differences that you've experienced serving on, on a city council versus in the state. I've been told that it's a little bit, not easier, but you're a little bit less, um, what you, the work you do is less noticeable at the state level. And so you don't have your neighbors stopping you in <laughs> church or at the grocery store asking you about a stop sign or a roundabout. Right, right. So have you noticed big differences? So I, I'm noticing some differences. I, I would say actually the biggest difference I have noticed is when I was on city council, we shared the same constituents. Right. So we, you know, if I hear from somebody and I tell you about it, you want to know because we share the same constituents. In the legislature, it's very different in that all 75 of us 
have a different group of constituents. Well, they're all Utahns and we, we try and you know, represent Utahns. Like if there are issues in my town or in my community, they're on me. I'm the only person, you know, I can work with my state senator that overlaps me. But really in the House, like that's my thing to do. Um, and I think that when we share constituents, it it sometimes makes us a little more collaborative, too. Um, I always said I was good on the council because I could count to three. Like, I didn't lose my temper. Plus, I knew if I didn't have two friends, I wasn't getting it done, right? So I, I figured out That's how to you. get my friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the legislature, you got to count to 38. A little bit different. Um, so I, I think that that is a difference, right? That we all kind of represent different constituents. And our constituents are different. Like, you know, different areas of the state have um, different political leanings, different requests of their representative. And so you have to honor and respect um, that people, you know, might be voting against your bill because their constituents aren't there. Um, but it's it's still kind of building that coalition, but in a different way. In a your bigger way. Yeah. And then I think one thing I loved about being on city council is the work that you did um, was so visual, you could see it. You fixed the intersection. You put the you know sidewalk into the safer for the kids to get to school. You worked with the police departments and fire departments. I mean, the people that you were funding, you were also meeting with regularly. You know, you saw the progress of your projects. The state feels a little bit more nebulous, right? Like, well, we put money into public education. I've had a number of teachers call me this week, like, my class is too big, too many kids in my class. You need us to give us more money. And it's like, well, we gave you money. Now you got to call your school district because how they prioritize that money we gave them. But it's harder to see, you know, because it just gets spread across the state and it's, um, you know, it's a policy change and this is not necessarily like there's a not a direct cause or a, and effect and yeah, immediate sort uh-huh. of yeah tracking kind of the ROI is a little little harder to see um so that's been different yes that makes sense who who is in who are your constituents i guess what is your area so include? i represent um clinton about a third of clearfield north clearfield and almost all of west point and okay. then i have one like one street in sunset in sunset yeah oh really <laughs> yeah just one little i have one precinct just like and it's kind of just like one long street and those boundaries are weird aren't they They are i know they're trying to you know make the numbers you know mm-hmm. so everyone's are the same so sometimes you get a little weird things like that i kind of i hope those constituents in sunset know i represent them you right, know exactly. like they and you're there call for me them. yeah because it, when everybody else in their town's represented by somebody else but. do you have a lot of public engagement I try to do a lot of public engagement. Right? I try to attend city council meetings, you know, when I can. I don't go all the time, but, you know, probably once every six months, I try to go to all of the four city councils. Um, I, you know, try and be really active, active on social media in the sense of like posting what I'm up to, what I'm doing, those kind of things. So people know they can engage with me. I send a newsletter to about, I think it goes to about four or 5,000 people in my district now. That's impressive. Uh-huh. That um, it's just an email newsletter, but just about what's going on. Um, so I try and do a lot of those type of things and then just go to community events where people can grab you and say, hey, I, you know, this just happened. Are you aware of this or um, those kind of things, you know. Is it busy? I mean, I know it's busy, especially during the session, but is it busy all year? So um, this is kind of my first, like, I don't want to say off season, but, you know, like right, my, but, my but first interim. Too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Two days a month, the days we have interim meetings, it's all day. I, I, we had interim week last week, and I think I, 
had my first meeting, you know, started at 7.30 and I got home at 10.30 that night, you know. So it was a full day. Um, But the rest of the time, you know, you can kind of manage your calendar, which is really nice. So like Sunday nights, I try and answer all the emails I got during the week. You know, you can kind of manage your time that way and set your own meetings for, you know, the bills or issues that you're working on, you know, for different times um, around your work schedule because we all Pretty much all of us have, you know, other jobs. Right. right? And, and a life. Yes. And yes. families Family. and kids and, mm-hmm. and all those things, which I think is good. I, I mean, I, I know it makes it hard, but it, I think it's good for par- people to still need to have a paycheck. You know, public service doesn't pay great. I think it's good. It this doesn't pay great. Right. right. I We're think there it's for good. the right reasons. Yes. Because then you get people that are there that are wanting to serve. Um, and so you, you really, you know, if you're going to keep putting food on the table and <laughs> paying your house payment, then, you know, y'all work still. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's, but that's a good thing because then you're living with the laws that you've created. Which is, Speaker Wilson s- said, told me that, um, one time and, and I thought it's really resonated with me mm-hmm. because it's true. We, we live like in a city, you know, we make ordinances and laws for our city and then we have to, we raise taxes or don't raise taxes. We have the consequences of that directly we feel them yeah and and mm-hmm. i do like the fact that our legislators are part-time yeah or quote part-time mm-hmm. because yes. then you go home after session and you do live with the decisions that you've made yeah definitely and yeah. then we all share in the the benefits yeah of those great decisions well and the other thing is i i hope that i'm never defined by the by the office that I hold, right i, I don't want to see myself as like my value or who i am is that I'm in the House of Representatives, right? I want it to be something that I do, but not who I am. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but because it at does. some point you should step away, right? Well, I was on the, the, the council two terms and I hit about year six and I thought, you know, I'm not going to run again. Somebody else should do this. Like somebody else should step in and, and, you know, I think I'm good at these things and I think, but somebody else would bring different strengths to this and there's not one right way to do it. And I think we benefit from people having the opportunity to to um, do public service. You just learn so much. And so it's nice to kind of take your turn and then step away so that you know, there is some power and incumbency when you run again and again, right? Because people know your name. So so saying, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going I'm to let somebody else have a turn and somebody else have this learning experience and somebody else bring a different strength to this position. Um, I think that's important too. And so it's good to have a part-time legislature because then hopefully it's not who you are. It's just something that you do. And you do it because you will love it. Exactly. And you want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Right. And you take your turn. Yeah. It's true. I, I, I like that a lot. You were appointed. So when do you have to run? So I'm running now. So, oh, that's right. You are mm-hmm. running now. Okay. I yes. knew that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm running now. So you're so I'll on be the ballot in November. Yeah, in November. Yeah. That's I'll right. Be on the ballot in November. Good. Has this been... So a I'm really just gearing been, up because, you know, yeah, like, you guys took everybody's a little bit of a break. busy in the summer. People right. don't want to hear from you. Right. And they they want to go to soccer games and mm-hmm. family reunions. So you're right? just ramping so, back up. Exactly. So now school's back in. So I just got a text on my way over that my signs are ready. Oh, good. And so now you're I've got my door hangers ordered. They should it. be here in the next week. So really, I'm thinking after Labor Day, you know, I'll, I'll ramp up. All I think that's just kind of the general rule of thumb. Yes. That's what I was told. Mm-hmm. Take your signs down after primary. Put it back up yes. around Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And then exactly. that's kind of what people are expecting. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. People I want a break. 
They do. Where, like all these campaigns, they wear people out. Well, they do. And there's yeah. sign fatigue and exactly. campaign fatigue. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how many friends unfriended me or unfollowed me on Facebook, for the, you know, while I was running just because they were constantly seeing things. Right. You know, people were really supportive. But there comes a point at which you just kind of say, oh, gosh, mm-hmm. let's just be done. Right. That's right. So you're running. I forgot. Okay. Campaigns are a lot of work. They are. A As lot I've of seen work. all of your signs up, I've not yours, but just everybody's. I thought, uh-huh. oh, I'm so glad I'm not running right now. <laughs> I know, I know. And so that's also a difference, right? Is that I have to run every two years yes. in, the, in the house, whereas uh, city council is every four. That's a big difference. It is a big difference. So. I can't remember your primary though. Remind me. So Did I you... didn't have another Republican file. I didn't think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I didn't have to do a primary or even, um, uh, you know, a, at caucus and convention. So that's. Kind of nice. Yeah. And I think part of it was that, you know, I the delegates had just selected me. And so people were kind of like, well, the delegates just selected her. And now that I want to. That's good. You know. And they were they were happy and content with with your selection. It sounds like. Uh Yeah. Oh, good. I tried hard to make sure people feel, you know, like I represent our community. Well, and do you have anyone helping you with social media and your newsletter? And do you have staff now? So, I, I mean, I have a consultant that helps me a little bit with my newsletter and then, you know, getting some things ordered. But I think my husband and I will probably do it again. Really? Mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every other year. I know. I know. You're running. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> it's, it's great. I mean, and then I think, like you said, there's power and incumbency. Yeah. So once people are comfortable, it seems like they're okay with just it, kind I of was, rolling forward. I was saying it's like a heart in the head election. Like it, in your heart, you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, like yeah. <laughs> so much work. It is. <laughs> so, but like in my head, I'm like, it's so important though. It's it, so important for me to get out, for people to like, because our area was represented by the same person for 20 years, you know, I don't know how many people realize that I'm their state rep. And the election is a really good opportunity for me to just help people know that mm-hmm. I am their state representative, that they can call me if they need me. Um, you know, they still kind of know me as their city council person. Right. So helping them know that I'm now at the state and can help them with state issues. Um, it's a really good opportunity. And for me to stand on people's porches again and say, what matters to you? It's true. You know, it, it, it kind of gives you this opportunity, which you wouldn't do if you weren't running, because it would right. be weird. <laughs> right, right, for sure. Right. People are saying, what but are when you you're running, me? then it's a service for both of you, you know? Um, and so it's really nice to... It, so it's good. It's good. It makes you it is get good. out. And it do is that. good. And it, you step outside your comfort exactly. zone. Exactly. I mean, when I first ran for city council, I was so nervous. Yeah. Just because I I I was nervous about handling people who maybe didn't agree with me. I came from planning commission, which was great because I was able to make decisions in front of crowded rooms and it was good. It was good mm-hmm. practice. But running for city council, it was a little bit scary at first until I realized that, like we talked about earlier, people might disagree and it's okay. Mm-hmm. They just want to know what you really think. So just right. be honest. Exactly. Tell them what you really think. Mm-hmm. You might change your mind at some point. You can tell them that as well. Right. Based upon new information, it mm-hmm. could change my perspective. Right. But I think people just really appreciate that genuineness. Yeah. And here, especially in Davis County, people respect hard work. Yeah. They respect people who are out, you know, hitting the pavement. And they respect people, I think, that really run for something. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not running a running to run against someone. Exactly. I, th- I think yeah. that doesn't work. I don't think so either. It, it counts yeah. to run for something. What yes. do you personally stand mm-hmm. for? What do you believe in? Exactly. Exactly. What are you going to do? How are you forward thinking? Um, and what does that mean for our community? Especially, I think, um, those of us that represent communities on the west side of the freeway, 
there's just so much growth and mm-hmm. change and people are concerned about what this means for do we have enough water for these many people where are we putting these people what does this look like mm-hmm. how is this going to change how my community and city feel i mean people have good reason to be have those things on their mind and have people who are also thinking about those things i think it's important to people right now i think so too and it's great that you're willing to do this i appreciate your service now that i'm in the in public service, I have so much more respect for people who are willing to run. Yeah, sometimes it's not fun, but you it's, just do it. It, you know? it is. It means a huge sacrifice of time. My family mm-hmm. said, please never make us do a parade again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was after the city council um, campaign. And then we did the mayor campaign. And then, you know, please promise me we'll never do this again. And I just kind of smile and I say, know. well... Being mayors might be fun. You never know. It might be a great opportunity. Right. So. I, every time people say, do you like it? I said, I always say, I don't think you can all the time. Like, it, you can all the time, but but there's more good than bad. And, it is. Mm-hmm. It's just such a positive experience. Yeah. And what I was told, too, is just run no matter what. And if you lose, that's okay, because you're going to meet incredible people. Yeah. And that's what's really impressed mm-hmm. me and endeared me to our community. Yeah. Because people are so fantastic. They are. And they, they really just, are. they do, they just sort of in, engulf you in this family of friends. Mm-hmm. And, and it's an instant support system and it's been a really positive thing. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It's been really fun.